Hi, Emmaus. Welcome back to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode 14, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today with Jaron, but no Kennedy. What's up, Emmaus fam? So Kennedy is on a jet plane somewhere in the world. And Jaron, I'm thinking maybe that's one of our new segments. Where in the world does Kennedy leave you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear two songs when you mention those things. Oh. Uh, leave in. Oh, that's plane. true. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, where in the world is Kennedy Lee? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't ring like Carmen San Diego, but oh man, that's so good. So, <laughs> with no Kennedy, we had two open mics in the podcast room. So we invited an amazing couple, Matt and Gwen Unruh. Yes, What's up, hello, guys? love these people. <laughs> All right, you guys familiar with Carmen San Diego? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah big cool. Carmen San Great Diego. Show. Oh yeah, I was all about it back in the day. So I think it's tried to come back a couple of times through different renditions or updates or things like that. So yeah, can't mess with the original though, right? No, usually that's safer. Just not messing, <laughs> yeah. not messing with the original. So uh, <laughs> so last week in our episode celebrating March first as Jim Leehu Day at Emmaus, maybe that'll catch on. We'll find out. So we we tried out a new podcast segment. Dad gum, that's good. Uh, apparently, someone made up a holiday saying that March first is Dad gum, that's good day. It was too good to pass up. So it's now an Emmaus podcast segment until we're told that it's not. So, Jaron, I have to ask you, what's making you say, Dadgum, that's good? Well, Dadgum, this past weekend, at least for our household, was just really good. Keep going. Like, we need well, to hear this. I don't, I don't want to ramble. So you're listening to the podcast now, and I'm doing a little bit of forecasting, but it's probably colder rainy so the weekend weather was just phenomenal. oh that's true mm-hmm. that's true it was just amazing uh shout out to my parents christy and i got a little date night over the weekend so that was that was great uh i smoked a brisket which is not a typical thing for me so found a really cheap one and we had dinner out on the back patio saturday night it was great got to hang out with some senior adults men at johnny's on sunday night had a friend over the house Sunday night, had some conversation. It was just overall a dadgum good weekend. <laughs> that is that, that could not be a better answer to that, to that question. I love that. And I love that we're trending toward, slowly trending toward the better weather and a little more oh, sunshine. Yeah. And we're not too many days. Emmaus, if you're listening to this during the week, make sure you watch your clock. Is that this weekend coming up? Oh, mm-hmm. Is oh. that spring totally forward? Yeah. about that. I think it is. Coming up. I've heard some legislation discussions that maybe this is the last time we change our clocks. Oh, I hope so. Ever? I'm not sure. I'm so lost. I feel like that moves forward and then it doesn't move forward. Yeah. And so I have I have no idea. So Matt, February twelfth of this uh, year. Oh yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> it's good. Twenty seven yard field goal goes through the uprights, giving your Kansas City Chiefs the Super Bowl victory. Did you say dad gum that's good? I I did more than that. There was a <laughs> lot of screaming in our house. I would like to know. <laughs> Well, it's it's kind of become a tradition now that anytime the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, I'm going up to Kansas. I'm watching with my family, with my dad, who got me hooked on the Chiefs to begin with. So went up there this past February, and you know my sister's family was there, my folks, and we have three nieces. Oldest is six, middle is two, the youngest is six months. So this was Holland's first ever Super Bowl experience, and she was sitting across the couch, and the look she gave me 
of pure terror. I, I think she's going to have some trust issues. Her eyes were just bugging out like, what is wrong with you, dude? But it, it was good, and hopefully she'll get used to the Unruh side of things at some point. Like, oh, it's just the Unruhs being crazy about sports, that's all. I love it. I still remember the night the Saints won the Super Bowl when we were living in New Orleans, and going out on the on the back oh, you know man, on the balcony and just fireworks going off all across the city and so unfortunately living in New Orleans at the time it wasn't strange to hear loud pops at night but it was usually <laughs> unfortunately it was other things and so that night though this was like fireworks and people screaming and yelling and we're all you know yeah I think we woke up the kids that night accidentally so uh, that's good well so you you became a Chiefs fan though Born and raised. Born Born and raised. raised. Before they were good. Yeah. Like, my my dad raised me knowing, like, even if the Chiefs were up 28-0, if the other team would kick a field goal, it would be like, oh, here they come. (laughs) And and against the Bengals recently, that has happened quite a bit. But, you know, have that expectation. It's just weird seeing them actually have success in the playoffs. And and it's it's just a strange yeah. feeling when they actually lift that trophy. You well, think they oh, got helped by the refs though, right? I oh, don't know. Come no. on, Jerry. You're going to take this offline. Yeah, that's going to cause trouble. I don't know so. if I'm going to be available I, for worship. Oh, come this on. Next I'm week. just playing with man. you. I'm just harassing. Oh, man, that's funny. So, Emmaus, if you don't know Matt and Gwen Unruh, Gwen is our creative and communications director at Emmaus. Every time you see a graphic or a redesign of a particular area on campus and say, Dadgum, that's good. You can be sure that Jaron and Owen did not design it. It was Gwen. So Matt is working in real estate, plays a mean guitar on stage for us. Matt, I don't think I've ever told you this. I've meant to tell you this, but and I know this is harder probably than than it looks to me as a non-guitarist on stage, but the fact that you are playing the instrument and also actively engaged in worship, Mm -hmm. that really... That really huge. means a lot Thank as someone you. who's in the congregation. That's so huge. now again, nothing against anybody who's playing their instrument and trying to focus and and you know being engaged, but it really it really is good. I I appreciate you doing Thank that. You. So, Thank you. And yeah. I do get lost from time to time, but Jaron's a good example for that. <laughs> <laughs> not not I'm the getting, getting lost. lost part. Yeah, Jaron's a good example. Say, getting lost. Active worship. Active worship. We won't talk about the lostness I had yesterday in the service that oh. no one knows about. Oh, so that's okay. okay. That's all right. We will, we'll <laughs> no one else knows. We'll give cool. you away. So, so Gwen, when it comes to uh, design and creativity and what you do for us here, I want you to talk about the background of that, like how you got into design. But first. One of the big times a year that we're working on this is leading up to Easter. So let the folks of Emmaus know kind of their options for telling friends and family about Easter. What are are we doing leading up to Easter? Well, um, first of all, we have yard signs available in the worship center lobby. So you can pick one of those up and put them in your yard and um, just kind of passively announce it that way to your neighbors. Um, But then also we've got some cards you can pick up if you want to give them as invites to people. And then we'll have a lot of social media posts. We'll have an event on Facebook that you can share with people and invite them that way. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of different options. Yeah. I really enjoyed the yard signs for Christmas. The the wind, my, my sign took a beating. Okay, but is do we can we get an extra frame? Is oh yes, okay? absolutely. Right, we'll have lots of extras. Mine so. took it on the chin as well. Yeah, I think I need to angle my frame a little bit off of the main the wind coming down the street, <laughs> kind of beat my beat my sign up at Christmas. But I do, I do appreciate that we have those cards because when you put the sign out and people see it for a week or so or a week or two, and then you can follow up with a card that looks very similar to that. It it really, it really makes it nice. So, so give us the background. Where did your love for design, creativity, where, where did that come from? What, what's your story on that? 
Um, well, I just, I always was creative growing up. I was homeschooled, so my, I had a lot of time to just kind of be creative. My parents allowed me a lot of time for that, so that was nice. Um, and I just was always really affected by design and by my environment, and just kind of the older I got, the more I realized I wanted to pursue that, so. So did that become something you studied later Yeah, in life, I or? went to college for interior design, actually, which um, strangely led me to Hobby Lobby for a little bit and uh, doing like social media background sets and stuff. And so that was fun. And then that led me to here. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So that's the recent story of your involvement in Emmaus. I know a lot of people just know and love you here and have obviously seen your work around. But not a lot of people here would know your testimony uh, backing up. So back back us up to those early Gwen with the crayon in the living room <laughs> days. Like, what's your story of coming to faith in Christ? How's God worked in your life kind of through through the years? Well, um, I don't have one of those, like, great before and after testimonies. My testimony is more just God's faithfulness throughout my life. Um, I was born and raised in a Christian family. My dad is a pastor, so... I just don't even remember a time where I didn't know about Jesus. Um, And then when I was four, my parents explained the gospel to me. And God just gave me that gift of childlike faith. I just knew that I wanted to have a relationship with him and um, that I needed a savior. And just kind of from then on, it's just been God's faithfulness proving himself to me throughout my life. And um, Did you guys grow, was your dad pastoring in Kansas most of the time, or where, where no, was he pastoring? actually, we grew up in, or I grew up in Indiana. My family, my whole family's from Indiana. So we were in Evansville, Indiana first, um, and then we actually moved to Minnesota, just with my dad being a pastor, just kind of eventually moved to a church out there, and then um, when I was in college, they moved to Kansas, and then I ended up moving there too, because there was an internship that I got, so... And I have a feeling that probably leads into meeting Matt at that point. Yes, is that it where, does. Is that where that happens? So, <laughs> yep. so you go you go to Kansas uh, for this internship, and then this amazing guy just shows up. Is that is that kind of how it works? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. You got to get to fill this in. You got to fill in the gap there. So uh, we we haven't got to Matt's oh. testimony, so he gets a chance to tell the story in a second. So so you go to Kansas for the internship, yep. and then how do you run into Matt? Well, he went to my dad's church, so I met him there. Your church too. Yes, yes, it was. But you were going there first, and then when I started attending, you were already there. So I met him that way, and my dad actually nudged me to, you know, be more interested in Matt. And I was like, total friend zone um, at first, but then he kind of wore me down. So Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I love it so much. That's good. Uh, There's just, I, I, I just can't pass it up here, but just the idea, you know, pastor's daughter, and then you start dating somebody in the church. I feel that deeply. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that so deeply. Yeah. Right now. So, Jared. Maybe need to call her dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate her dad. He's always been very encouraging to me. So, uh, Jaren is going to see this from the other side. Well, I, me as well with Bennett. But, uh, you know, when you've got the son in the picture, you oh, know, yeah. and you've got the three boys, Jaren. Oh, so, oh. yeah, the other side. All right. So, you guys, you guys uh, meet up there. Now, Matt. Your turn. Uh, give us your background, growing up, testimony, coming to faith in Christ, and then you can fill in the story about what it meant to uh, <laughs> to be the to be the guy there in church. So, what what's your story, Matt? Well, it's it's similar to Gwen's. I grew up in a Christian home. I wasn't I wasn't a PK or anything like that, but just born and raised in the church. Always remember believing. I remember 
for him concert, putting my hand oh, up, wow. saying I was for him. Yeah, for they were, the basics of life. Oh, the basics of life. Yeah, we need yes, to sir. get back to the basics. Yeah. <laughs> when are we gonna play that in worship, huh? <laughs> oh, that would I don't be think so. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> but yeah, just just growing up in church, I I always remember believing, having a strong faith, strong involvement in youth group, and then in college, and and after that, you know, facing other opinions, other schools of thought, just made me think, okay. Why do I believe what I believe? And do I believe it just because I was born and raised in it or because it's the truth? And so that led me through a period of questioning and, and doubt. And I know we talked about that a few months ago with, with that sermon series. And it was it was hard, you know, and it just it it led me to to study more, which was mm-hmm. good, but it also it was almost like forcing my faith a little mm-hmm. too much and not just relying on God, but it, it taught me a couple things. One, that our faith is not blind. Like we have, it is a, a, a faith full of evidence and it is truth. And also that we can't just bring it out on our own. I, I had to come to a point of saying that prayer, Lord, I believe, mm. help my unbelief. Mm. Yeah, and that I, I had to ask God for that faith, that I couldn't just keep trying and trying to find it myself and prove it to myself that I just had to rely on him. And I still go through those periods of doubts from time to time. But knowing that God led me through that in faithfulness before reminds me that he will lead me through any other times of questioning and doubt in the future. So just God proving himself over and over to me um, and encouraging me in that faith. Where Where did you go to college, Matt? Oklahoma Christian, actually. There you go. So And and that was some of that stuff that I could go back to. evidence of Christianity class, you know, stuff like that. So that was helpful too. And it was, I also went to Dodge City Community College. So I had the secular side yeah, too yeah. that influenced a little bit and, and caused me to question some of that stuff. So it challenged me, but I think in a good way, in, in a way that's going to strengthen my faith and continues to strengthen my faith today. No, I, I love that. So what's the story after college? Do you go immediately back to Kansas or what does the life path look like? Yeah, after yeah. College? I went back to Kansas, went home for a few months, and then I got the job in Great Bend, Kansas, where I met Gwen. And I did radio there for about two and a half years. And right before we got married, I got the job offer to go back to my community college and help my old professor out with teaching there. And so we, I did broadcasting for oh, about five years of my early career. And then after things, funding and things like that were starting to be pulled out, I had to realize, okay, I think we'll just go where Gwen's job leads us next. And so that's what made me shift a little bit yeah. too. And I had to trust God in that yeah. too and, yeah. and what my next path was going to be. And I'm, I'm grateful that he's led me to real estate now, but at the same time, that's mm. I've had to rely on him more for that too. And I have to remember that I have to trust him that he will provide in times where maybe it's not so good in real estate, you know? Yeah. What was no. the broadcasting? I'm just curious. What was the... Um, first, it was news, which I didn't... That wasn't necessarily my passion. I kind of wanted to go into either the music side or sports. And I got to do a little bit of sports, too. But I did... I was news director uh, at Eagle Radio in Great Bend for two and a half years. Okay, and, don't hate me for this, but what does a news director do, like, in that situation? Writes... Like, the news okay. produces, uh, delivers the news. So I'd go around town with my little portable recorder, get <laughs> interviews, go to county commission meetings, city commission, stuff like that, school board meetings, and oh. 
have to compile about four or five news stories a day locally. So, oh, wow. Yeah. It was a good experience. It was hard at first, but it was a good experience. I learned a lot. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, any radio tips for, for me and Jaren on the podcast? You guys uh, are doing so good. Oh, wow, I, I don't know a, if I can. No, come on. I wouldn't say tips. Seriously. I've got an idea, though. Oh, oh, oh uh, we are wide open for ideas. That off for mic me. or on mic? Um, Do we need to? No, we can. Let's go. Let's work, let's, you know what? Let's work through it while we have Gwen in the room. Like, I think that's going to really help us a lot here if, if Gwen is in the room at this moment. So. Well, well, mentioning my little portable recorder, we yeah. can take this thing on the road. Ooh, interesting. Oh. Hop in a golf cart. Yeah. Hit the golf course. What What better to do while you're looking for your golf ball and letting the next group play through than do a podcast? <laughs> okay, I'm in. <laughs> so, so proclaim and display how. on the road. Yeah. yeah. If we work out the tech side of that, like that would be that would be pretty. Just fun. a little battery powered portable recorder. You know, we could go visit. Uh, we could go visit people at their job site. Just you know, just showing up for people <laughs> work and uh, show Bombard up with the proclaim them. and display. Do what now? Bombard them. Oh yeah. Yeah, Don't yeah. even let them know Just you're coming. Just randomly show up. Yeah. Hi, we're here to have some fun. <laughs> Poor Gwen. She's worked so hard to put this podcast studio together for us. And, <laughs> and I'm like, just yeah, we're not here. We're, we're going to hit the road. Yeah, yeah. We're totally, we're totally out of here. Interesting. So, yeah, that's oh. funny. So that's, that's your side, that communication side. And then Gwen, I mean, you're doing the communication <clears throat> creative side. Talk to us about... Uh, the idea of creativity and communication and even how that reflects just God's work in our life. What have you learned? What have you learned about that? Have you seen your loves, creativity, design? How does that reflect the way God's designed the world and designed the church? And what are, what are some of those connections there? Um, well, <clears throat> I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs> That's all right. I know um, I'm going off script here, but you know, I'm, the thing that I think I've learned mostly is just recently or, you know, since I started working here is just how to use social media to proclaim and oh, display yeah. Christ. And um, just that, you know, a lot of people think social media is like a bad thing, but like that's just another tool that God has given us to use for his glory. And I mean, obviously, you know, that takes work and, and dedication and intention. But um, if we do intentionally use it for him and, and he allows us to, you know, come up with creative ideas to like, you know, use it for him, um, that it can just be like a really great tool for that. So what are some of those you found to be really valuable on social media? Like I mean, definitely storytelling like yeah. this, what we're doing today, just sharing people's stories of how God has worked in their life can just be so encouraging. And I think it's just a really great way to, to share that on social media. Yeah. I mean, yes, I can't tell you the number of times that Gwen has been a huge encouragement to me and just to remind me like, Hey, obviously there are some pitfalls to social media, but there's also some really good ways that we can use this for the gospel. And, and the fact that social media in my weakest moments, I just think of it as like a broadcast opportunity, you know, we're getting information out there, but you remind me, Gwen, like there's the social aspect of social media, that it's a way to connect with people. And so some of that, some of that's personality, but some of that is just being able to use it for for church and, and gospel purposes. And so, and this storytelling piece, I think that thing that people enjoy most about the podcast that I've heard is it's just an opportunity to hear stories of people in our church. Like people know Matt and Gwen, but to know how you guys uh, grew up, how you met, how guys worked in your lives. Like, I think that is, that's a really powerful piece mm-hmm. of, of the story. So anything else you find the Lord teaching recently, Gwen, that kind of stands out? I mean, just in general, like, through just the last couple of years, I've had a lot of anxiety and um, just realizing that I can let go of that 
need for control Mm -hmm. and just give it up to God and know that even if things aren't working out the way I want them to, his presence is enough. And just having that peace of surrendering all of that to him and um, just not having that need to try to work things out on my own and try to, which obviously we can't do, (laughs) Um, but just kind of surrendering that desire and giving it up to him and the peace that comes with that has what he, kind of the main thing he's been teaching me recently. So Yeah. You know, I've been thinking a lot about that, even this morning before we record this uh, this podcast, but uh, thinking about the scripture coming up this Sunday morning at Emmaus on March the 12th about Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and, and, and that kind of prayer. What, are there anything, anything in particular that have been helpful for you working through that anxiety, hmm. giving up that, what, what's been, I love that what you said, what'd you say about just, uh, recognizing God's presence in yeah. the middle of those situations. What what else? Is there anything that's been particularly helpful for you there? I mean, therapy yeah. <laughs> has been helpful, yeah. really helpful. Yeah. Um, honestly, just I've had to forgive some people recently <clears throat> and just kind of I, I, I'm really good at protecting my boundaries. And that's kind of that comes naturally to me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's honestly been God just teaching me that, like, that's part of control, too, sometimes is just letting go of um, that hurt and that like wanting to put that wall up and letting God use that to like love other people and not having to have that control of like, I'm the one protecting myself. Like God will protect me in the ways that he wants me to be protected in. And he'll allow me to go through things that I need to go through in order to grow and grow closer to him. Wow. So cool. Yeah. That's really powerful. Uh, Sorry, that podcast took a really uh, intense turn on <laughs> that back when I know. No, no, I, I'm, I'm so, an intense I, person. So. No, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so thankful for that, though. Like, uh, just thinking about how God was kind of guiding that conversation. But, and what you said there about the, the value of therapy and counseling and being able to talk to people. I love that about Emmaus, how there's, there's a deep appreciation for that. And to know that the therapy and the counseling, that's not a sign of a lack of faith in God. That's a sign of mm-hmm. God has put people around us to help us to be able to work through yeah. these things. These are good, mm-hmm. good gifts from the Lord. And so, and how that process hasn't driven you away from the Lord, it's driven you closer to Him. And so, I think that's a that's a huge reminder for a church family. And I, I really I really appreciate that uh, about Emmaus. Matt, anything else uh, God's been doing in your heart, your life recently? Um, I know, like many of us in marriage. Uh, you and Gwen are not the same. <laughs> We're like, you're, very, you're very different. You notice? Yeah. You know, you know I, I, I myself have a marriage in which I'm just slightly different than my wife. And so I'm very familiar with these marriages where we're, you know. What was, what was that not, podcast, Amanda's Not Owen 2.0? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go back people, a few episodes to see that. We're waiting for Amanda to come back around the podcast. That's, that's what the people are demanding. They're demanding more Amanda and Christine on the podcast. So, uh, but yeah, so Matt, what... Uh, what has the Lord been teaching? Anything in particular that stands out? I think similar to what, what Gwen was saying about you can't work it out all on your own, that you have to turn to God and, and trust God. And I, I, I need that reminder a lot that if I'm going through something hard, instead of trying to work it out on my own, I need to turn to Christ. I need to turn to prayer and lean on lean on God more, you know? Yeah. No, that's that's really good. I, I just want you guys to know what encouragement you are to mm-hmm. us, to our church. Absolutely. You you guys embody a really neat part about Emmaus where a younger couple 
but you've connected so well. Are you not calling yourself a younger couple? I don't feel like younger younger couple? I wish, I wish okay. we had video yeah. podcast for that <laughs> face. We voted no on my comment, a younger couple. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's say like a younger couple moving toward a ish. you know ish, ish. youngish couple. Uh, who've connected really well with our older adults uh, at, at Emmaus, but at the same time, you guys do such a good job also turning around and connecting with our teenagers and what you do with social media and helping us just update the way things look around Emmaus. And, and I mean, that that multi-generational uh, piece at Emmaus, I, I really appreciate what you guys you guys bring on that. So, uh, Jaren, would you, uh, would you pray for our friends and, for sure. and wrap us up today? For sure. God, I'm just so uh, humbled by uh, the opportunity you give us to know people and to be known by them. And I certainly uh, would consider that the truth uh, for the Unruhs. Lord, I'm just I'm thankful for Gwendolyn, just the opportunity to work with her day in and day out and just to, to watch how you've gifted her and blessed her with creativity uh, to help our church, to help us proclaim and display the gospel and uh Lord, I, I'm, I'm encouraged because it points me to you, the creative God, who has done so many incredible things. And so I'm thankful for her ministry at Emmaus. I'm thankful for Matt, his friendship and uh, partnership and ministry on our worship team. And uh, Lord, how he is just, he, he lightens uh, the environment, the atmosphere of our worship team. He, he brings a, a joy and, uh, and a, an enthusiasm that is, um, it is addicting and uh, it is so helpful. And I'm just so grateful for his smile and his, uh, his humor that is used to encourage people and to build them up in the faith. And uh, Lord, I'm just, I'm just so thankful for these two people and what they mean to me. And, and Lord, I pray that they're encouraged. And Lord, I pray that even just as folks are listening to this podcast, as they uh, maybe are listening to their stories, and uh, all these things that have been shared today, that they would also recognize that them too have been gifted in, in ways by you. And Lord, that they'd be encouraged to discover and how to use those things for your glory in the church and in their community, for the nations. And so God, we thank you for uh, how you bless us to be a blessing to others. And uh, Lord, help us to do that today. And it's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you, Emmaus. We'll see you soon.